Good morning, you're listening to the Fresh Egg Digital Breakfast with your hosts, Ryan Ogilvie, Mark Longhurst and Tom Brennan. This week we're going to be talking about Instagram tips and Instagram stories, so very much an Instagram-themed podcast, uh, and this is off the back of some interaction we've been having over the Twitter sphere with some of our listeners, um, so we're pleased to bring you those types of topics this week, and we're also going to be doing the Fresh Egg Half Dozen, and I am in the hot seat this week, so get your breakfast ready, get your cup of coffee, and let's get down to the podcast. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Happy How's Friday. it going? Yeah, all good. Yeah? Really good. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Ryan, what have you been up to this week? I've started to read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Ooh, yeah. So this is the um, this is the script, isn't it? To the sta- is it a stage show? Yeah, that that's done? right. Yeah. And you can't get tickets until like next year, at least, I think. Right. Okay. annoying. But okay. it's good so far. I'm not so, going to give any spoilers away, but... So, just so I understand it, it's set... 19 years after the end of yes. Deathly Hallows. Is so, that this isn't a spoiler, but Harry Potter is, I think, 37. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler if I've just said, yeah, it's 19 years later, and you're like, yeah, and Harry Potter hasn't aged. Uh, Mark, how have you been doing this week? Been good. Been good. Yeah. I've chilled out. been planning my own podcast. Ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not leaving you guys. It's going to be different. Okay. All right. Don't worry. All right. Any well, any insider information? Any music? Ooh, music. Okay, it's quite an apt theme for you because you are music producer extraordinaire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I, yes. You're quite right. You're quite right. Yes. yes. Um, I you... am a music producer. But interestingly, I am going to be pitching my voice, so it's not actually my voice. It's some crazy talk here, Mark. What are you? What are you doing? Just having fun, and it made it sound good. Are you going to be chipmunk voice? No, lower. Sexy jazz voice. Oh, he's going to go Barry White. <laughs> Not that low. <laughs> Hello. Yes. You're going to go Morgan Freeman. Yes. Morgan Freeman. No. Oh. <laughs> no impressions. Just different. <laughs> Hello and welcome to my music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a thing. Speaking of podcasts. Yes. We had a little chat before we started recording, and Tom, you have been so obsessed. I mean, you obviously you weren't here last week, and I think in your absence, you've been dreaming about podcasts. Yeah, a little bit. So, tell us about the app that you've been using. Well, okay, so my wife is um, a, a saint for putting up with the amount of crap that happens during my sleeping hours. Um, I'm a beast, when I go to sleep, like snoring, like you wouldn't believe, talking in my sleep, everything basically. Yeah. Um, so I got this recording app called Sleep Talk um, for iPhone. So I got it on my iPhone and I, I thought, okay, I'll give it a whirl, just record some stuff. And honestly, it's my favourite app. It's brilliant. Um, but I managed to record myself um, at four o'clock in the morning, one night last week, actually talking like I'm presenting this podcast. I have no recollection of doing it. The only re- the only recording I've got is on this Sleep Talk app. And Can we hear it then? We've got to hear it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous though. And this is genuine. This is genuine. This is me solidly fast asleep. And this is what I've ended up saying. Hello, customers. She's awesome. So, yeah, check out episode... 
auf. Unser Podcast. Fresh Eggs Digital Breakfast. And we see you in a couple of weeks. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, would, you wouldn't even be able to hear that, but throughout that recording, we were just honestly just holding it in so much. Like, it's just, it sounds like... I don't know. It it sounds like you've kind of turned like almost like a like a train conductor in your, in your sleep, and also yeah. like started podcasting. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's <laughs> so weird. Like and the specifics as well. See you all in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see you all in a couple of weeks. Like I I knew I wasn't going to be back in for a couple of weeks, <laughs> and I, I was talking about episode twelve, which is the last episode that I recorded yeah. before. Unbelievable. You missed it. Well, I'm, you I'm, you're missing it. I know, I, I know. I must have missed you guys. You know, it's having a big impact on my life. So much so that subconsciously, I'm presenting my own podcast. I, was, I mean, that that could be a niche in itself. Like, S- sleep talk podcast. Yeah, right. I think that'd be good. Well, there we go. I don't think you'd want to hear any of the other. Well, you shared some of the other things. <laughs> <so> <laughs> And yeah, I can confirm that I don't. No, no. <laughs> I mean, as, as amusing as they are for a couple of minutes, I think for a half hour. Yeah. 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 I think we should probably move on. I think that's probably a good cue to to, to move on to to the next topic. So, um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that's uh, that's come out of this week is um, Instagram. They've updated their their app, um, but we had a. Uh, a, a Twitter DM. Yeah, Twitter DM from one of our listeners. Um, Caitlin, was it? Yeah, Caitlin underscore AW. Thanks for, for tweeting us, Caitlin. Um, you asked us to chat about the latest updates to Instagram uh, and what our thoughts are on that. So, uh, Caitlin, this one is for you, really. This is dedicated to you, this podcast. Um, so, you know, we're going to talk about, first of all, some tips with Instagram um, because a lot of brands don't really use it. Um, there are only still limited brands that, that do use the, the Instagram app. Um, and I think and, certainly effectively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Instagram is a photo and video sharing social media app um, that allows people to take photos, post them up, and, and it's a social media feed for those uh, images and videos that you're, you're putting out there. Um, I've used it for a while. I, ha- I haven't used it exclusively. Um, there's a lot of other photo apps that I do use, and you know I put things on Facebook and, and Twitter. But this is a, a good tool for um, editing photos as well, You know, adding nice filters to it, making them look uh, professional. You can add the, um, uh, the, 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 the soft focus um, to, to make things look even more artistic and more professional than just taking a photo with your iPhone. But I think that there are ways in which brands and companies and individuals can be using Instagram in a, in a, in a lot more effective ways um, to, to make people aware of who they are, what they do, give people that extra rich bit of insight into your company rather than just text on a page. Um, you know, they say that an image is worth a thousand words, so, you know, by all means you should be really using photography and videos wherever possible to to make things more interactive to make things more engaging for your audience and to start building an even bigger audience because let's face it everyone's on social media these days you've got to get down with the kids guys so um yeah i mean mark you 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 are kind of our resident social media nut um (laughs) thank you you're welcome it's it's a big compliment from from where i'm sitting but you know you you use instagram a lot you use a lot of these apps um, and you're basically the first one to tell us about all of these new features. So 
what what sort of tips would you give to a company or a brand that hasn't really used Instagram before that maybe doesn't know how, how they can benefit their own business by using it? So one of the f- key things that businesses should be doing on Instagram, I feel personally, is, is showing their service and their products in a visual manner. So like you said, a picture is worth a thousand words. You should be taking images. Now you've got a you know, phone in your pocket. You don't have to use all of these really expensive cameras and, and camcorders. You can yeah. just use your, your camera, take picture of your product in various you know, places or whatever it's being used for. Take picture of people using it. Take picture of your shop, you know, both yeah. in, inside and outside. Really, yeah, right. like, show people yeah. what it is you do, yeah. how you help people. Absolutely. I think a really simple way. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, if, if you are a brand that sells a product that, um, you know, people have to come to your stores and physically utilise it or buy it there, purchase it there, why wouldn't you, if you you most likely have it out on display, why wouldn't you take photos of it on display, why wouldn't you take videos of it in use, um, unless of course it's a product that you can't, you know, have in use, you know, it could be a medical product for example, yeah. you, you can't unpackage it and use it there and then, but maybe there, there, there are cleverer ways of you doing things. I think that with any video element or any image element, I think the thing that people have to do is think about composition. You may not be an art director, and I certainly am not, but go and have a look at brands that are using Instagram. See how they compose their pictures. Go and have a look online for articles about how to frame an image, right? Because... You, let's say, for example, you are a soft drink manufacturer and you have a can of drink and you just take a up-close image of your can with the can in the centre of that photo. Yeah? Cool. But what about if you had that image just off to the left and then you had um, some, some of your branding uh, scattered around the, the can or you put that can in a different location, um, like, you know... In yeah. a fridge. Yeah. yeah, in a fridge, for example. You know, I, yeah, and I'll tell you one of my favourite examples of this is Lego. Right. And not only do Lego do it, but their fans and people that, that use Lego, build Lego, do it as well. You know, I, I know that the three of us here all love Lego as a brand. Now, what I've seen, and I'm sure you guys have seen it as well, is they take photos with the minifigs mm-hmm. and they take them like just in front of like big landmarks. So you can see, like, I think when they launched the recent Disney range of minifigs, they took it out, They took pictures outside of Disneyland Paris and um, some of the other parks around the world as well. And you can see the whole, like, Minnie and Mickey in Lego form in front of Cinderella Castle in Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. And that's quite a powerful message to not only engage with Lego fans, but they're engaging with Disney fans mm-hmm. as well on that kind of different level. And I think that's exactly what you were saying in terms of getting that soft drinks can in. Yeah. In frame with something else, but yeah. Lego do it very, very well. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing is that you know brands have to, well, they don't have to, but it's a good idea for brands to think a little bit more creatively because it is in essence a creative app. You know, you're you're taking an image of something, and boring images don't float on Instagram. It's a well-established platform and network. Um, and, you know, if people are going to follow you, if people are going to start reposting your images or liking them or commenting on it, you've got to be a cut above the rest or be doing something a little bit differently yeah. or, or doing something that's visually striking. I think it's, it's difficult, but I think this basically says you have to show brand personality in those photos. Yeah, right. Massively. So a service one is harder to take a photo of, how you take a picture of, you know, something that you 
you do, you know, through the computer, through email, accountancy. Taxes. Without it looking like an iStock photo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just building that sort of showing your, your company's personality, showing that sort of lifestyle of how people do. So, you know, fun pictures of people in the office on, at lunchtime and they're all... Right, exactly. So instead of, that. for instance, for, for Fresh Shake, instead of us taking a photo of people around a meeting room all looking like we're in an iStock photo, we might take a picture of some of us on a Friday at three drinking beer and playing table tennis. Right. When yep. we're actually going to be a lot more natural... But it shows off the culture of the office. Yeah, exactly. You know, why would we take a photo in a kind of cold-looking meeting room when we could have a picture of us out out the front with our nine-foot transformer robot? You know, right? Exactly. Or on the pier. Or on, or on the beach, where right. where it's thirty seconds down the road. Yeah, exactly. It shows off who we are as a company. Shows off who we are as people, as individuals. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of stuff that can, can be done. And I think also along the service route and tying in with Instagram. Instagram has a video feature, right? So Everyone's got a smartphone these days, and your smartphone has what? It has two cameras on it, one front-facing and one rear-facing camera. So why don't you switch it to front-facing, put it in selfie mode, and talk to your audience. Be like, hey, uh, this is Jeff from XYZ Products Limited. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk to you very quickly, 10 seconds about what we're launching today. It's a brand-new service. Here it is. Check us out on Twitter or, on, or go to this website. And suddenly you've just... Yeah put something out there that's really short, really snappy, it doesn't take a lot of production value, but... Shows you our face as brand. You're sh- yeah, yeah, exactly. You're showing yourself off, you're putting yourself out there for people to discover and to get interested. So I think, I think we've covered off about 10 tips there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is how it's, it always goes. My one is to engage with the community. So how I've used it personally, if I want to use a photo, and I know we discussed it in the past, I do a lot of blogging about theme parks. If I, you know, I've got a lot of photos myself, but I haven't been to every theme park in the world. So if I want to search on Instagram for a photo of a particular attraction at a theme park and I find one that I like, I can then DM the person on Instagram, ask for their permission to use it. Now, great, now I've got a fantastic photo. But secondly, I've now got the start of a relationship that may result in something more further down the line, mm-hmm. whether that be coming to guests on my own podcast, writing a guest post, vice versa, you know, those kind of things can happen and not, not a lot of people actually spend time in engaging with people in that way yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's really powerful, Ryan. Um, you know, there's a lot of great media out there. Who's to say that you couldn't use that on your own website? You know, uh, tie that back in with your products and your services. Why not go and find people who are using your products and services um, yeah. or and there goes another great example yeah, of that yeah. right so they use people's Instagram photos we, we, we've had that for um, clients here as well you know we've we've run competitions um, we, we did one for a travel company um, around Cornwall and we yeah. got people to you know Instagram their photos of their time in Cornwall and it was a photo based competition you know we, we had a panel of judges who would pick the best photo yeah. the best photo would win 500 quid or whatever it was that was out there but it's simple stuff like that. Let's drive the engagement. But like you said, Ryan, there are people out there who are creating great imagery. Why not work with them? Right, exactly. And honestly, you look at some of these photos, you know, some of them with, some of them without filters, and they're just insanely good. Yeah. And you think, and you know, when you're genuine, you say to someone, you know what, hats off to you, that is a fantastic photo. Can I use it? Because this, this is generally better than anything I can possibly take. More often than not, they're like, oh, that's really nice of you to say. Yeah. Of course you can use it as long as you credit me, you know, the standard kind of stuff. Yeah. Then that relationship starts. Exactly. Yep. I, I think that's spot on. 
Really, really good. So my my tip to finish off this particular segment um, is the use of hashtags um, to kind of create your own space um, and your own kind of folder, if you like, within Instagram. So hashtags are ways in which people organise and collect photos together within Instagram. Um, so hashtag no filter is one of them. So it's for photos that haven't used any of the Instagram built-in filters um, for post-editing processes. But there are hundreds, if not millions, of, of these hashtags that are out there. So the key is to either go on a trending hashtag to get your brand out and get more exposure. Um, but because you can use multiple hashtags, why not think about creating your own unique hashtag that's relevant to your brand, um, that may be on topic or you know something that you've created that no one else is using so that then you could potentially start something trending. So if you're doing a regular series of images and video posting, people know to expect that that hashtag is synonymous with your brand, with your yeah. company, with your products, with your services. Um, it, it just gives you a way of seeing not only the collection of your posts to do with that particular hashtag, but it also lets you see, by clicking on the hashtag, who else is using that hashtag. Who else is you know, getting on board with what you're putting out there. Yeah. It's just a really good way to make your mark. Yeah, make, your, I, make your way within that noise that is Instagram. I got a really good example here that I was quickly just tapping away trying to find on my phone. Go for it, man. We no. love live examples. It's called Reflectiongram. Okay. It's not a separate app. It was just a hashtag that was used by a couple of photographers to sort of show off the photos that they took, you know, of like a lake and you've got the mountain reflected mm -hmm. in the lake. So it was like a perfect reflection. Now people start getting creative and start doing jumping ones where they were jumping over a puddle, taking a photo, and then they would flip the photo. So the reflection was the top okay. and the thing was at the bottom and it got really creative and they started to build a community of people. So they created their own hashtag, which was Reflection Gapgram, and people started to jump on it. People started to search it. People started to join in, put their own ones, and then they created their own Reflection Gram Instagram account over that. And just looking now, it has 128,000 followers. Wow. Over 2,135 posts. So something that started as a simple mm. hashtag yeah. in a couple of years, maybe less than a couple of years, has grown to a huge community mm -hmm. that are using this hashtag all the time. Yeah. yeah, I think hashtags are a must for Instagram. And I think, you know, you mentioned unique hashtags there, Tom. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually a good way to potentially, if it's well thought out and it's relevant, to actually measure the, the success of a campaign. Yeah. So you can just click on that and see how many people, as you said, are talking about it. Or well, those are metrics that you, you can then report back. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's it's hugely important. You know, if you're a brand, um, if you're if you're a marketing manager for any brand, and you need to report on the success, hashtagging is one of the ways it's going to allow you to do this through through Instagram. So yeah, well worth well worth doing, well worth considering. Cool, excellent. So those are our, our top tips uh, with Instagram. So now we're going to move on to the update, um, which is Instagram Stories. So Mark, can you tell us a bit more about what, what Instagram Stories is? What, what's the update all about? So Instagram Stories is a new feature within Instagram where it now creates almost a separate feed to the current one. So typically you scroll through your Instagram feed and you've got all those lovely photos, you know, of for whomever you are following. Now, what this does is it adds a bunch of circles at the top of that feed, and it looks just like Snapchat's Discover if you use Snapchat. If you don't, you'll get this Instagram update soon so you can see what it looks like. And it allows you to sort of see these sort of short 
10 second video or images that they're taking throughout their day that they add to this almost as a separate feed. So these pictures don't show on their profile. They show just within their story and these delete after every 24 hours. Okay. So essentially it's exactly the same as Snapchat stories, even down to the name. So it does sound like they've kind of ripped them off a little bit. Massively. And in fact, in an interview, the CEO of Instagram basically said, thanks to Snapchat for inventing this, give all credit to them, but we feel it can work here as well. So they, they've, they've seen it's working on Insta- um, Snapchat, sorry, and they feel like, well, clearly our audience wants to or needs to have something like this. Now, it's interesting because Instagram has always been sort of a heavy editorial platform. It's the best photo you can take. It's you, are, you know, in this amazing location on holiday. It's always been sort of heavily curated to the very highs and the very lows of what you're doing in life. And what Snapchat did very well was it did those middle bits. It did those boring photos that are just going to delete after 24 hours. It doesn't matter. You don't have to share them to the world. They're not saved historically. So this is sort of an interesting decision from Instagram to sort of take that habit that people have built outside of Facebook, outside of Twitter, and bring it into Instagram. Now, it does the same thing. They delete. So I can see the exact same, you know, user intent being played out on Instagram instead. Just so that I can get my head around this, because I'm not a Snapchat user, I'm not really a massive Instagram user, so this is all kind of news to me. What, what's the point of having something that lasts for 24 hours? What's the benefit going to be? Well, what, why would I, as a user, want to have something for 24 hours and then it disappears? So, say you're at a party, yeah. the best example, and you're taking loads of ridiculous faces and selfies with your friends. Do you want to post that on Facebook so that your mum can see, that your nan can see? Mm, But you want to take those photos. Okay. And you want to share them with your friends and with other friends who weren't at the party. You want to show off that it was a hilarious party. Okay. Things like that. So those sort of middle grounds that aren't really that exceptional. You know, they're, they're your, oh, I'm on my way to this holiday destination and the flight's delayed. It's those things that typically you would say in a group chat on WhatsApp or Facebook. Okay. But it's an image sort of led story. Okay, right, okay. So it's kind of giving an update to your followers, yeah? Massively. Where, where they can... And you can add text and stuff to it as well to explain the photo, essentially. Yeah, so right? both Snapchat and, and Instagram stories allow you to add text onto it. They allow you to draw on it. So, I mean, there's the stupid example of drawing lasers coming out of a cat's eyes. They allow you to do all stuff like you can even put emojis on the pictures as well. So you can put the emoji eyes on your eyes to make it look like you've got googly eyes. So, I mean, I know the, the same applies to Instagram and Snapchat to this question, but how can businesses potentially t- take advantage of this new update? This allows you to potentially take those more rough and ready, those behind the scenes, those really authentic preparing for something photos on Instagram because they're not saved to that lovely feed of all your pretty photos they're just here and then someone watches them and then they're gone so if you're shooting a product video for instance you may well take snapshots of all behind the scenes everything yeah. that's going on selfie of the cameraman setting up the, the right. thing yeah. yeah quickly you moving it into you know as you were saying about the fizzy drink earlier you know the soft drink you moving it into the fridge and going oh that doesn't really work i'll just put it in the freezer sort of really authentic behind the scenes thing would work really well what about offers and things like that as in you can overlay text and things. Can, can yeah. you do things like that? Yeah, definitely. You could you could put a discount code. That could be cool because if you had a Instagram exclusive twenty four hour limited That's period of time, right? Yeah, you put that discount code up on one of your stories or all of your stories over there at like a 
24 hour period and people can use that code yeah. and it'd be exclusive to your Instagram followers, right? Yep. Yeah. So, work and well. that's got a double whammy, right? Because you know how many people would have viewed that story because you'll see the play count. I'm so assuming. there are at the moment no metrics. There's no metrics. You saw. There's no wow. metrics. Okay, so actually what that discount code does is if it gets used and if it's a completely unique discount code like Insta10 could be the code that you use and then you see how many people came in and used that discount code. Right. It gives you a metric, yes. It, give, it gives you a metric for people that have seen that video and then came and did perform some action. Yeah. So the only people that can see your stories are your followers, right? Yes. So they'd have to, you'd have to be following a brand. You can't use hashtags and people can't discover your nope. stories that way. There was no hashtag. There's no description to any of this. Um, the only, there's no way for them to like it. Right. If you tap on it, it just skips forward to the next story. You can sort of send a direct message to that person. So it's, it's making, it's kind of strange, but it's almost making Instagram a messenger platform. Mm. So like I said, you would share this to your friends on a group chat on Facebook. That's, that's where Facebook is going though, isn't it? Absolutely. As, 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 I mean, as a hot entire company, that's where they're really striving to be. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's something Snapchat's done really well as they've merged that sort of one-to-one messaging with that sharing it to multiple people. They have a really nice, tight-knit way of doing that. This is Instagram doing the exact same thing. Excellent. Well, that's our Instagram roundup, really. So the updates for Instagram stories and the Instagram top tips from Ryan, Mark, and myself. Um, I think now we're going to move into the anticipated... Fresh Egg Half Dozen. So, let's cue the theme music. And it's my turn in the hot seat, guys. It's my turn in the hot seat. So Finally, um, the time has come. I haven't really put much thought into this, um, so it's all going to be kind of off the cuff. But I guess that's kind of what we're, we're used to. Um, that's exactly what we're going for. So, let's, uh, let's have at it. Okay, I'm going to ask the first question. If you could have one superpower, which would you have and why? The ability to stop time, but that comes with a caveat. Okay. That by stopping time, number one, I don't age when I'm outside of the time, when I've stopped time. Good caveat. I don't I don't age at all. And number two, whoever I select can also be in my stopped time period as well. Nice. Oh, so, no. yeah, I wouldn't have to be a loner whilst everyone else is frozen in time. Just like Bernard's watch. Oh, he was thinking the same right. thing! Like, that's <laughs> oh. what gave me the idea. Bernard's, Bernard's watch. watch was friggin' amazing. It was, wasn't what it? What a program. I never forgive him for that time where he stopped time and cheated on his test, though. <sighs> Did he cheat on his test? He cheated on his test. I expected better of Bernard. I expect better of Bernard down. as well. I mean, he that's, used that's, to help people. That's an abuse of his power. That is an abuse of his power. So we're saying Bernard's a villain? Well, I mean, that example, he, he's going in that direction. He had villainous tendencies. Would you be a villain? I think I would do some pretty crazy stuff. I don't know whether it would be villainous, but... Well, yeah, actually, it would be villainous. I'd wait for a bank vault to be open <laughs> and stop time. And so then, would I. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd also, I'd also just have a real good laugh with it. Like, just subtle prank level. Like, yeah, just yeah. stop time and tap someone's shoulder across the room and then go and sit back down where I was sitting and just keep doing it. Keep watching them go, who the hell is tapping me on the shoulder? I think that would be, be amazing, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. oh, you know, you've really annoyed me today. Stop time. Slap. Pants them. <laughs> pants them or slap them. Yeah, yeah. or both. Yeah. Slap them and pants them. Punch in the face and pants them. So when it's like, double, oh, double <laughs> my blow. pants are down and I've been slapped. <laughs> but who from? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a superpower I would have. I, 
I also think it would be really beneficial from uh, a productivity point of view. Because, let's yeah. face it, there's not enough hours in the day, right? No, there's not. But if I can get things done by stopping time, or I could just have as much sleep as I wanted to, I would yeah. never be tired again. That's true. You could just Ever. say, you know what, I'm really tired today, bang, yeah, two right. hours, I'm, I'm in the game again. Right, there's so, there's so many cool benefits to being able to stop time yeah I, if I could I'd, I'd have the full mastery of time so being able to manipulate it so make it run forwards or make it run backwards but I think I've got to just keep it to being able to stop you've time. got to master that first I think yeah, just, before. Just, be, just be able to stop time yeah maybe you'll discover those powers later on yeah maybe like hero from heroes yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. yes I yes I I love you New York <laughs> I love Heroes. Uh, He's I, my favourite Heroes character. I, I, I loved Heroes seasons one and two, but then it kind of got a bit of crap. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I've bought Reborn, but I haven't watched it yet. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Mark, go on. You go, you go with the next question. Second question. Which celebrity would you be for a day, and why? Uh, yeah. So this one's not easy when you put on the spot. It's not, but oh god, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Matt Bellamy but it would have to be on a day where he's playing a gig in front of a massive crowd right this is Matt Bellamy from Muse this is Matt Bellamy lead guitarist pianist and singer from Muse because Man Alive favourite band in the world and he knows how to play guitar and piano and sing and I'd be on stage singing all of my favourite songs that to me is just a a great day sounds good a great day does sound good Would would you like Take one of the guitars and hide it somewhere for yourself? Yes, of course I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take one of the guitars. You'd stop time, you'd myself. run away. I, yeah. I feel we've all got villain, villainous tendencies on the podcast here. Yeah, I think we bring out our villainous tendencies in each other. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Because yeah. that's, that's the first thing I thought. I'd steal one of those guitars because they're going to be <laughs> worth a lot of money. Well, his, his guitars are worth a lot of money. He gets them custom built by a guy down in, I think it's Devon, called Hugh Manson. Right. And I it made an inquiry to Hugh Manson. I said, how much would it be to get one of these guitars built? He was like, yeah, eight grand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So next question: If you had the DeLorean time machine, where would you go to, and why? I would go back to the very beginning of the Earth, so that I could finally put a friggin' end to the question: How did the How did the universe get get started? That's risky. Like, what happens if you found out that it was science? Doesn't matter. I found out. (laughs) But who would you tell? Everyone. Would you take like a GoPro with you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would have I would have cameras galore in this car. Yeah. I'd deck it out with at least ten just in case something went wrong. Yeah. I I want to capture everything, so I could finally go. Yep. There it is, guys. That's how the world came into being. I, I feel like there's one of two things that go could happen there. One, the world embraces it and thanks you for it. Two, World War Three and the destruction of all all humanity. Uh, either way. Either way, you've got this time machine to, to reverse what you did, you've done. So Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just go back to when I was about to go back and say, bad idea, Tom. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Please don't do this. Don't do it. But then I've created a paradox by yeah. talking to myself, yeah. and Doc Brown's going to come out of nowhere. And Good Scott like, Marty! You've done a paradox, Tom! God damn it! <laughs> when does he say, he suddenly turns into Cartman? I'm going to kill you in the nest! <laughs> <laughs> I think we better move on to the next question, Mark. Yeah. Go for it. 
What is the best day of the weekend, Saturday or Sunday? Well, everyone knows this because <laughs> we've we've lynched you about your Sunday loving. Yeah. Um, it's Saturday. It's always Saturday because I've got the rest of the weekend to look forward to once Saturday is done. I wake up on a Saturday with either a stinking hangover or a big smile on my face because it's Saturday, it's the weekend. Uh, No two ways about it. It is the best day. The only redeeming feature for me about a Sunday is the fact that I can legitimately cook a Sunday roast. But I can cook a roast dinner any day of the week. Yeah, you can, you can choose to cook a roast on a Monday if you want to. I, I could have a Saturday roast. In fact, I'm going to start that ball rolling. Hashtag Saturday roast. That's what's happening. Instagram it. Instagram it. I'm going <laughs> to Instagram the Saturday roast. I'm going to do a story about it. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to change the world. There it is. There you've heard it first. When that, when that hashtag kicks off, it started here. Yeah, British tradition is no longer Sunday roast. It's now Saturday roast. So... Would you rather fight a dozen chicken-sized horses or one horse-sized chicken? Well, you raised a valid point about having a fight with a horse-sized chicken. I'm glad I've, ra- I'm glad I've actually made you think about you this. you made me think about this because it's a genuinely terrifying question, for one, but if it does happen... I don't know. Do I go for the horse-sized chicken because of its resale value when it's finally dead and defeated? <laughs> My idea is catching on. It's a, it is a good idea. However, I'm going to go with a dozen chicken-sized horses, and I'll tell you for why. Okay. If I'm fighting them, I can I can battle it out. I can I think I'll hold my own against twelve chicken-sized horses. Yeah, they'll be a little bit aggressive they've got the hooves and all that kind of stuff but my plan is this i'm gonna tame them i'm gonna <laughs> rein them in i'm gonna start off fighting we're gonna start off as enemies but then we're gonna come to respect one another and all of a sudden i have got the world's only dozen cutest horses ever and cute cells. We know this because we work with people that go absolutely crazy over, you know, cuteness. You know, you stick a picture of a kitten on a computer screen and people are like, oh, that's amazing. If I stick a chicken-sized horse in front of you, you're going to love that. That's true. You're going to love it. Yeah. So true. I'm going to open up my own theme park called <laughs> Tiny Horseland. And... <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to be selling my giant eggs that my... Uh... <laughs> Four-sized chickens are hatching, and together we'll become millionaires. Yeah, yeah. Giant KFC at Tiny Horseland. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's the partnership deal right there. There it is. Sorted. So, last question. How much do a dozen eggs cost? And this week, I've selected Waitrose. Ooh! And they are Waitrose British Blacktail Large Free-Range Eggs. Okay, Waitrose is notoriously expensive. They basically put a 50% markup on a can of beans uh, because they think they can. So I'm going to go with £2.10. No, you're still quite a way off. £3.24. No <laughs> way, shut the front door. Yep, £3.24. £3.24? And, and, I believe it or not, this is Waitrose's own label, so it should be among the cheapest, in theory. What? £3.24. For a for, dozen? Yeah, for 12 eggs, yeah. Three, 12 free-range eggs. 
three pounds twenty-four. Uh, do you know what? I was thinking of six eggs because I couldn't find a dozen eggs the last time. You right, I prepared. I prepared this oh, time. I didn't listen to the question. What a rookie mistake. Oh dear. So oh, maybe it's not that bad then. Well, £3.24. £27p an egg. That's actually quite useful information, Waitrose. Yeah. I like that. And 4.4 out of 5 out of 52 reviews. <laughs> so these eggs are pretty good. You do know? you, know what, I think, like do you know what I think we should do? I think we should get all of the eggs that we've so far used in this fresh egg half dozen quiz and review them ourselves. We should have... Uh, an, an egg off. An egg off. Yeah. An egg off. Which one? Which egg makes the best omelette? Which egg Ooh. makes the best omelette? Which egg is the best poached? Which egg is the best? Least fried? likely. I tell you the most annoying thing. The least likely to pop the yolk when you put it in the frying pan on a fried egg. Right. Yeah. God, yeah. that's annoying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. And we should see which one makes the best boiled egg as well, because that for me is a very important you want staple of that, any good breakfast. You want the, the runny, I the runny want the, yolk? I, I want to be able to put my dippy soldiers in there mm. and have not a crumbled soldier at the end of it I want that soldier to be yeah. half coated in a nice golden yolk um, I feel like an Instagram story would be the best way to document this entire test I agree and let's we do it. brought the whole podcast background to the beginning well done Mark for tying it in mate that's awesome I think that's that's, it. that's basically <laughs> it for this week so um, that was the end of episode 14 um, so yeah if you're enjoying this podcast um, please do let us know uh, leave us a review and a rating through iTunes or on Google Play, whichever one you're using. Um, we're keep, all on Twitter yeah, as well. We're, we're all on Twitter. It's not just the Fresh Egg uh, account that you can be following. You can follow us each individually. We've got Mark, who's at Mark Audio Wave. We've got Ryan, who's at Ryan Oggs. And we've got me, who's at Tom James Brennan. Um, interact with us. Get, get in touch with us. Tell us what you think. Um, because obviously we want to know if there are any ways in which we can be adding things in. If you've got questions that you want to ask us, things that you're really wanting to know, you've got burning desires to know these things about digital or marketing or the internet, ask us um, and we'll be more than happy to bring those up in the podcast. Um, and do keep your ears peeled. You know, recommend us to friends because, hey, we are going to be running some more competitions in the near future. So, you know, make yourselves prepared for the inevitable chocolate box competition round two uh, which will be coming up yep um and, and who knows you could attend the very first egg off you could <laughs> you you could you could be invited into our office to i don't know have breakfast cooked for you by the podcast team you know i'm just i'm just saying it could happen it could happen, it could happen. pigs could fly and horse-sized chickens could be defeated by ryan Um, thanks very much for listening to us uh, this week we hope you've enjoyed it and uh, we shall see you again next week uh, for episode 15 